Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marcia so there, opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. Three nothing Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Ducks back in. Toronto put it on goal. Save Thompson. He sprawls and gets the rebound too. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman. Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Woo! That was a performance last night. How do you know my mic ready? I have no idea which mic what, you use. What, they're both in front of me. Yeah, well. I got, you want to know what it sounds like when I turn both of them on? Go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know which mic you're going to use. They're both in front of you. And so he doesn't turn either one of them on. Uh, we've got the Buffalo Sabres a win over the Vegas Golden Knights that we'll get into from last night. A look ahead to the final two games of this homestand this week as we work our way toward the holiday. We are going to bring you up to date with news and notes from around the National Hockey League. There's some juicy things happening and some trade talk, even though the roster freeze is in place. Hmm. Right now, which almost feels more fire because general managers can really take their time to dig into this. But I think there's a couple of deals on the horizon uh, in and around uh, the Western Conference right now. We will also have our game rating in a little bit. Ashley Weiss, the ringside host of the television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet, will pop by and uh, express uh, her opinion on what's happened so far. And I've got a beef with her. And I didn't want to do this in the office. Okay. Didn't want to do it in the office. Rather do it on air. I wanted to do it in a public forum. Sure. What, did she not bring you brownies? Let's get into it. It might be as ridiculous as that, It might be even. My guess is as petty as this guy is, it's probably worse. Okay, that was Empire. (laughs) And guess what? What? The brownies happened. Oh, so you didn't you, share them with us? No, not, not a chance. Yeah, I'm see. going to do that. Uh, no, no, the, the the brownies happened. So I'm going to um, I'm going to bring Ashley on, and you guys can judge whether or not there was a foul committed in our working relationship uh, between Ashley and I. And and I know that you guys will always side with the other person, but this is so drastic. Okay. That I think I've got a real shot you, here. Like I, I wouldn't bring her on mm-hmm. if I thought I was just going to get steamrolled. Do you, do you want me to to reserve judgment, or yes. do you just want me to to tell you what I'm going to say anyway? No, no. Res- you, you like, got, I'm going to tell you right now. You, I don't care. You, what, you, you got to care if you're right. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> you. It doesn't matter to me. You will, I think, be one of those people that will saddle up and go put an arm around my shoulder and oh. say. You're giving Sorry me, you had to go through that, buddy. You're giving me way too much Sorry credit. you had to go through that. That seems extremely unlikely. Yeah, that's not happening. <sighs> that's, Especially after you, you blow <laughs> off the idea of bringing us brownies. That's the that's how bad and offensive the act that Ashley committed wow. was uh, yesterday. So uh, we've got that coming up in just oh, a little is, bit. Uh, the Golden Knights uh, lose to the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, before we get into game rankings... <laughs> We, 
Bruce Cassidy held his media availability today. I thought that was really interesting. A couple of things that, that he talked about uh, with the lineup and uh, how things went last night. There's so much emphasis going into the first period of the Sabres game that I think we, we kind of got lost uh, on, on the whole 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. But their first period last night, when you look at that response, mm-hmm. it was really good. I mean, it's exactly what they wanted to do outside of finding a way to convert right. all their chances, right? And I, <laughs> it's funny because I top to bottom for 60 minutes, like I didn't necessarily have too much of an issue with the Golden Knights game last night. There were pockets that obviously weren't great, but that all being said, I liked their first their first period. I liked that opening 20 minutes. I liked the restraint and the control that they played with. I enjoyed the feistiness. I enjoyed the energy. I really appreciated the execution of that first period. It was tied, but the rink was hopping. Yeah, There was a vibe in the building last night, and there was an energy. In the second period, they fall behind 3 nothing, And like, it was like all three mistakes mm-hmm. ended up in their net. Yeah, it, it wasn't like they got pinned in their zone. For four minutes at a time, sure. five minutes yeah. at a time. Yeah. But the blunders that they mis- made, mm-hmm. those little missteps, mm-hmm. ended up back in the And two of them were against their top line, which is is what they do to a bunch of teams in, in Tage Thompson and, and Jeff Skinner. Uh, the third one, uh, the the puck off the post was just a seeing eye shot that yeah. uh, that was virtually impossible. Now you got to get out there, you got to get in the lane, you got to block the shot. Uh, there's you got to do better job on the on the face off. There's a lot of things that, that go around. But uh as as a whole, I enjoyed the way they played and I thought they were going to win the game with I'm the eternal optimist. We know that. <laughs> but I really did think and and I saw a, a real positive step last night even though they lost. I, I again, I liked the majority of their game, and and your your point about the second period not being a period where the Golden Knights were defending the entire time is a valid one. We have seen Vegas fall behind in the second, or or surrender territorial advantage in the second period to the point where other teams are able to swarm, they're able to create and extend zone time, and then eventually, because you've got three, four, five mistakes all compounding that's when they're able to find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. It was just really quick, immediate breakdowns, puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Immediate breakdowns, puck in the back of the net. But I liked their response each one of those times. Like That was the highest-scoring team in the National Hockey League yeah. last night yep. that plays as loose, wild, and free as the 60s. Right? <laughs> yeah. They are the flower child sure. of, of the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about consequences. They're just feeling it yeah. right now. Sure. They were limited to 18 shots. They didn't generate a lot on their own. Not much of anything. Really. The Alex Tuck breakaway in the yeah. third period, yeah, comes from a little bit of a push. Uh, and that push is because you're down 3 nothing. so there's uh, a relationship on that. Uh, let's go to our game rankings, and let's see where Chapman slots into this. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll tape. Roll that. <laughs> I don't think they played a bad game. I, I, I don't think it was as, you know, they were they did go down 3 nothing, but I don't particularly think it was it was a bad game that they played. I thought 
Buffalo's goalie played a really good game. I thought Uke Pekalukunen was really good Uke for them. Pekalukunen. Yeah, love the name. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that the Tage Thompson goal was was just a, gr- a a great play by a guy making a play. I mean, the toe drag he gets he gets Hague to commit to to sliding, and you know he he's just able to really make a play. Uh, I'm gonna go with a Delorean, despite the fact that they were down three to nothing. Not a Delorean. I'm sorry, Trans Am four out of five. Because they were down three nothing, but I, I don't think it was a bad game. Like it, it seemed like, had they been able to convert on some of those early mm-hmm. opportunities on the power play, and they get out in front instead of chase the game, I, I think it's a completely different game. But I thought they were. I can thought I just they were stop good. You? Can I just stop you right there? Yeah, because I, I have some concern, not about your your ranking, but about your mistake in calling it a DeLorean right off the bat. Yeah, because Wallace is now down on the floor. In the fetal position, holding his neck because his head swung around so fast when you gave that, that thing a DeLorean. That and, do that? And now I, I, I don't and, think and, that happened. And now but. I'm a little worried that he's not going to be. At, but, fortunately, the well, the microphone arm. Yeah. Fortunately, the microphone arm reaches down there. Yeah. But did you see his head snap? <laughs> if we're talking yeah. '80s horror movie here, yeah, the, and, way, and, the way the way it spun around when you said DeLorean, and I, think and I was thinking. I got a buddy in arms right now. This is good. Yeah. No, I mean, look, the reality is I I, I think it, it comes from the mental mistake that I continuously make that a Trans Am is better than a DeLorean. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, oh, I, I'm, I, I it's, it's a four out of five. I mean, look, it wasn't a terrible game. I thought they played a pretty good game. Yeah. By the way, the, the, I know he got a penalty. But the hit that Keegan Kolasar put on Ilya Labushkin mm-hmm. was one of the most wild things. Defied physics. Yes. Didn't like, make any like, sense to me. I, I know that there's guys who've done hip checks at center ice and open Glitch ice. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah. I mean, that was that was unreal. And I, I know he got a penalty, and it was probably the right decision to give him a penalty. But, man, that was that was cool to see. And I'm glad Labushkin didn't get hurt on the play. But it, it was cool to okay, see Labushkin like came back and did the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Four minutes later. And and. Fortunately, the decision was okay as well. But yeah, I mean that was that was wild. That hit makes no sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's how like, Labushkin <laughs> skates ended up above his head <laughs> yes. when he was a foot and a half away from the boards. Yeah, and, and Labushkin turned in to face the boards, which is a big pet peeve of Shane Nineties of us all. You yeah. put yourself in a dangerous position, and he did it when he was a foot and a half away from the boards. But I still don't know how his feet ended up. And then I heard from a couple of different people that Labushkin dressed it up that he embellished it oh yeah there's no way you can I, embellish that yeah i don't know how you, you, you how you fake that no you you can't you and, and if you're even the greatest gymnast of all time yeah i mean I don't he, know. he's you, not nadia komanich out listen, there <laughs> you can't you can't sit there and on, on the blink of an eye decide you're going to flip your feet up over your head and and uh, crash into the boards mm-hmm. that makes as much sense though as what happened because Physically, I, I don't. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't compute for my brain. But let me give you my game rating, because Darren is assuming that I'm going in a different direction than I might actually. Boy, be no, going. I, there's no assumption. No. I, I, I'm at a loss right now. After Snap I heard DeLorean, no, yeah. no, because <laughs> you were surprised at the DeLorean, yeah. the five out of five after they were down three nothing and and eventually lose the game. Even for me, yeah. a five out of five would be a stretch. In a game but in which they lose, but you're going five out of five. No, I I, I do not want to uh, <laughs> okay. cloud like, yeah. no, cloud no. my cloud my 
ranking, you which is forthcoming. <laughs> okay, um, I'm I'm going I'm going Trans Am. I'm going four out of five. I didn't dislike much of what the Golden Knights did last. Night. I thought they were played a really solid sixty minute game, and unfortunately for them, all of their mistakes ended up in the back of the net. And they weren't able to cash in. There were plenty of opportunities. They created a lot of dangerous looks. Um, there are many ways that that game changes on a dime if Vegas gets some bounces. And right now, they're not getting bounces. That is hockey. At times, over the course of an 82-game season, you're going to have pucks that you shoot six feet wide go off a of skating in. And right now, those plays not mm-hmm. happening for the Golden Knights. The, the Riley Smith goal was a bounce. Yeah, like that. For that, sure. that that puck found its way through and in, into the net. I, I was watching that, going, "Why didn't that happen twenty times earlier?" Well, you, I mean that that I had a, I had a great lane for that goal. Actually, I saw what the puck saw, and it was uh, a wide open situation for Riley Smith to be able to get that through. But there was a ton of traffic in front. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, I if the Golden Knights play that game and create the amount of chances that they did over the next two games, I think that they turn this thing around on home ice. It's four out of five for me. So we saw a turning of the boat last night. I believe so. Just didn't get the result. Yeah. It's a big harbor. It takes a while to turn around. It's a big boat. Sure. You ever it's tried like that one stuck in the Suez Canal. No, no that one's actually stuck. <laughs> We're turning our boat around. All right? So that's a, that was a terrible... They got it out. It's no, not there that, anymore. That was a terrible it's not there comparison. Anymore. They got it out. Oh, this show. And you ever, try, you ever try and turn around a boat in the Suez Canal? It's not whining enough. <laughs> That's why that boat got stuck in the in the first place. I'm, I'm going Trans Am, too. Uh, and I believe that this is the first time ever that we've done something like this. And it may speak to uh, the struggles previous to last night mm-hmm. on home ice that were factoring in. That it's uh, the the performance last night is relative to the previous performances that we saw, in which uh, weren't great against the like St. Louis Blues or the New mm-hmm. York Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were those were games in which they got beat. Sure, and and they got they deserved to lose that game. Last night was the exact opposite. You have forty three shots on goal, thirty two shots five on five, uh, a, a power play that was magical at times, and and gave you all kinds of of rhythm and momentum five breakaways during the course of the game plus a penalty shot Mm -hmm. and you don't give up more than 20 shots on net your your issue with uh, staying within the rules Mm -hmm. took one penalty early but the rest of the discipline was right on course like i i and i talked to bruce today about this uh like how how do you judge that? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going in a great way at home, but you step up and you play a really good game, failing to get the result. Sure, I know how I I'm four out of five. Bruce in hour number two will explain his rationale in, in offering it up, uh, and and it's a really interesting one. Yeah, I again I I look at it and I say that for a Golden Knights team that was looking to play the right way last night, they accomplished that goal. And as you mentioned, like you look at the New York Rangers game, you look at some of the games that the Golden Knights have lost recently on home ice, those were deserved results. Last night, the Golden Knights did not get the result that they deserved. When you saw the penalty shot, yeah, did you think it was a penalty shot? Not really, no. He was home, he was home free. If they, I mean, they don't he, make that play, he, he was, he's home free. But, I just, I, yeah, I mean, to to a degree, 
Sure. I, I don't get so like I I'm not one that's hung up so much on penalty shots and, and, and not calling them like the way the Golden Knights were generating opportunities on the power play last night. I, I almost would have rather had a power play just based on how they were moving the puck around mm. and the chances they were creating. Nope. Marshall is one of their top shootout guys. I, I, I hear you. So that's that's a tough one for me to pass up. Sure. Going into it. Right. Like you look at uh, at the move and what happened, I, I think he almost got caught looking at something and decided to make a last second decision and it, it went against him. Yeah. As Ukapak Lukanen was able to to track that that progress. I will always default to one on one with with the goaltender, uh-huh. that type of situation. Yeah. But I'm I'm with you. I would love for there <laughs> love for there to be an option put in play. Just for the drama of the game, as much as anything. Like, could you imagine in your Stanley Cup playoffs in the second round in game five, and you're you happen to be trailing in the series and it's a tie game and you get a penalty shot and it's your third line winger who's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Who's okay? What do you do as the coach in in that situation? Do you take that penalty shot where it's one on one with the goalie? Mm-hmm. Or do you give your power play the opportunity? That that's way bigger of a decision than challenging sure. a goal that's already gone in. If yeah. it's close and you're going, oh, I'll give my penalty killers uh, a shot if this doesn't go my way, but uh, I'll, I'll roll the dice with that. A penalty shot against a power play mm-hmm. that puts you in a bind. Yeah, and to me, I, I, I to a to a degree, I I agree, but it, it well, all okay. It two depends. two months ago, it depends. Two months ago, mm-hmm. what would you have done? Ooh, um, probably take the one on one opportunity. Right, but right it, now it all depends and, on and on the last it, two days, it three depends, days. It depends on what you're seeing from the power play. Last night, I thought the power play was was that close. Mm-hmm. They were that close. Well, it's, been, it's been the best power and play in been, the league in December, and they've been so good. So, like, I would have entrusted my power play last night. I, and and that's not taking anything away from Jonathan Marcheseau, but it also comes down to who's the player that's going to get the penalty shot. You you mentioned third line winger. If the Golden Knights are a healthy team, that might be Paul Cotter. That changes the equation because if you've got Paul Cotter understanding what he can do in one on one situations, that to me is an area where you say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances with Paul Cotter in a one on one spot. But depending on who the player is and depending on all those different variables in real time. It's going to come down to it, and in, 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 it depends. Answer for me. So last night, what would you have done? Last night, I would have gone for a power play. I really even would with have. Jonathan Marcheseau even having with, the shot. Even with Jonathan Marcheseau, I, I just feel like you give yourself more opportunities over the course of two minutes, and they created so many with the man advantage. Last I think night. that's revisionist explanation. With Jonathan Marcheseau being good in the penalty shot or the shootout and being your second leading goal scorer. I understand looking at it, he didn't score. It didn't look great, but I would still give one of my top players uh-huh. that opportunity every night. I mean because I don't wanna I don't wanna be the guy that looks at Jonathan Marcheseau and says, eh, You're really good, but I'm going to go with the power play because the power play is well, feeling you know, it. I mean, and, he's, he, and he's still on you, the power play. But, no, I'm saying but, you asked me what I would have done. Yes, yeah. Last night, 
on the, on the post game show. I think I, you're you're skewed. I'm not you're skewed. skewed. No, Chapman. Now, how much are you going to take into consideration? How much time is left in the game as well? Because there was what five six minutes left at the point. No, it was eight minutes left. Eight minutes. So even if you get even if you take the power play, you don't score. You're down two goals. I want. I, I'm looking at the clock, saying I trust Marcia. So. He's my guy. He's done it in the past. Remember, he's got a winner against Ottawa in overtime on a penalty shot. I I I hear everything that you are saying. I do, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't t- I wouldn't trust Jonathan Marchessault so in certain situations. But what I'm saying is, in last night's game, the Golden Knights power play created at least four really to good. five great A scoring chances. At least four to five opportunities that should have been in the back of the net. I trusted. What I what I had seen from the Golden Knights power play last night against Buffalo, and I trusted the the body of work that they had going into that game to get the job done. You have eight minutes, right? Eight minutes left in the game. You're down two scores. All you got to do is get one in that two minutes, and then you have a six hmm. on five goal. The problem is you only have six minutes left if you don't get it. If if you don't get it, you I, only have six. I get what I, you're hey, saying. I like to make fun of Chapman as much as anybody. You want you want instant gratification. That, that, I get that. No, no, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Time was a factor last night in giving you more time to work with to get the equalizer, and it's one of your best players. I disagree. But I, but I do love the idea, the notion mm-hmm. of giving a coach an option. I, I, think I don't that, want that pressure if I'm a coach. Oh, come on. I think they live for that. But the fact of the matter is, you guys, you, you guys are talking about time as if you score the goal. No, no. You're deflated if you don't score that goal. I don't think they were they were deflated because uh, they they had jump after that. Yeah, they, they yeah. did. But I'm saying like you 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 want it's it's kind of speaking to that mentality of trying to get it all back in one shift in th- one play in one moment. Like I get it, I do. It's Jonathan Marchessault. He had been to that point three for four, I believe, in shootouts in his career. So the the numbers are certainly on your side. But the fact of the matter is, I'm going with what created the most chances last night, and that was their power play. If it's your third line guy. Or your fourth line guy, I'm hearing you. But when it's one of your top players, I have a really difficult time going past him with the swagger that a Marcheseau has or a Stone or a Steven, something, somebody, Riley Smith. If, if you're on one of those two lines, and last, and last night it would be, one of those five players on, on those two lines uh, because there was uh, some movement uh, that, that was happening last night. You got to put the game in your top player's hands, and if you've got that opportunity, you would do it. If it falls past that, then, yeah, there's, there's – and this is an argument, a hypothetical argument, but it's a yeah. really good one, and I would love – for the National Hockey League to put that into play. So would I. It'd be great. It would like, be, Chapman it would be doesn't great. Chapman doesn't want it, but like no, you no, imagine. I never, no, I, I think it would be cool. I just wouldn't want <laughs> no, to have you, to be the guy to make saying. that decision. You, you don't want you don't want the decision to fall on you, but like imagine imagine kind of looking at percentages then, right? Like you gotta make that split second decision. You've got to look at who it is, you've got to try to determine how they're playing in the game, whether or not you feel like they're going to be able to come through for you in that moment. And then you weigh it against your power play, which for this coach in the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy, the power play is his baby. Yeah. Like the power play is what Bruce spends 
a lot of time thinking about trying to come through, and it's been so good lately. I, I wonder where he would default in those situations. Yeah, I think I think in in the situation like last night, it, it's probably a flip of a coin, right? Because Jonathan Marshall, so one of your best players, one of your most electric goal scorers. I have a ton of faith that he's going to go out there and he's going to score a goal. But the power play has been so good for this team, and I I, I mean it's 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 amazing how how good they've been in the month of December. I think they showed the statistic last night, like, what was it, 43% or yeah. some, some mm-hmm. insane number like that? So, I mean, I, I, I get the, the if it's a third or fourth line guy, you, you, you probably don't What's want... the conversion rate on, on shootouts right now? Like, how, how often, percentage-wise, do skaters score? I don't know exactly. I'm looking it up right now, and oh. I was, I've been looking it up uh, since we went down this path. But your power play is averaging... So last night's a, a tough one because you're you've been hot lately, mm-hmm. but you're between twenty and thirty percent. Mm-hmm. All right, if you're really really good, you're thirty percent. Sure. And a power play hasn't gone in a whole season at thirty percent or more since nineteen seventy eight seventy nine. So you're you're almost between eighteen and twenty six percent. Right. I guarantee you the conversion rate on a on a penalty shot mm-hmm. is more than that. May not be lights out. I would say uh, you're, you're looking at probably a forty percent conversion rate off the top of my head okay. uh, in in a shootout or a penalty shot. Goalies still have the edge, right? Goalies have always had the edge on on a penalty shot and then into the shootout. So you're you're increasing your odds without having them. And I'll I'll get it for you in the next block uh, yeah. after yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley and I uh, try and settle our differences. Oh boy, still on I'll that, get hey? you the I'll get you the exact numbers. But the the math does still say one on one gives you a better opportunity to score than the than the power play. Yeah, it depends on when if you're going to give that choice. Depends on who's got the penalty shot, how your power play is going, what the other team's penalty kill is like. Are your players moving around? Like it's a gut feeling. The coach, though, the easy decision is. Go shoot. Mm-hmm. Telling your player <laughs> we're going to send out the power play instead mm-hmm. is something different. Now, if you're up a goal, how about this one? Okay. If you're up a goal mm-hmm. and there's eight minutes left, it's a no-brainer. Power play. You kill the clock for yeah. two minutes. That's a strategy. Yeah, it's a, that's a that's a big advantage. That's huge. No, what which is, gives you another reason to put this rule into place. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm all for the rule. Like, if we're if we're kind of redoing NHL rules, we'd like to see implemented. This is going quickly to the top of my list. I would love to see it. I had a couple of people tweet me last night saying that they would like to see a similar thing with soccer. At Mag- oh, my goodness. Where, where, what are you doing? No, you I'm can't bring it. soccer into this. Where, where, no, where, no. You get to, no. where the coach gets to pick the player who takes the penalty shot. I would like that, too, but this, this soccer. Just, and I, <laughs> I, I was with you in the World Cup, but this you just violated I, I, I all privileges. I never said I was on board with that. I just said no, I had I had. You people. brought it up because you said people are. Let's, yeah. go, let's call Ashley. Okay. Uh, okay. When we come back, uh, we'll talk to Ashley Vice, uh, ringside uh, reporter, ringside host on AT and T Sportsnet. Uh, we had an issue last night, and I would like you guys to decide whether uh, she was wrong and whether I deserve a full fledged apology. It's the VGK Insider Show at Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. History was made today in the VGK Insider Show. The Golden Knights fell 3-2 last night. And the unanimous game ranking was 4-5 with Trans Am. We've never had such high marks after a VGK loss. You would think that that would make everybody happy and in a good mood, but that's not the case. After some rather (laughs) insulting and disappointing (laughs) words that were exchanged last night on the AT&T Sportsnet pregame show between ringside reporter Ashley Weiss and yours truly, Darren Millard. Here's Ashley, who joins us on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Ashley, would you like me to tell the story, or would you like to explain your side of the interaction that went sideways? And quite honestly, I think it's a credit to both of us that we were able to continue our jobs last night and didn't just walk out of the building. I know, I know. I, this morning, contemplated not going into the office, honestly. But... uh... I'm gonna try. I'll try to tell my version of the story, even okay. though I just got done scrolling TikTok and eating avocado toast and nice. going on a ten mile run and all the things that young people do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, you know, I'm, I want to let Darren take it away, and I'll interject. So you offer that kind of jab right off the bat, oh. and then you moonwalk back. All right. So this is what happened. Moonwalk. There it is. Yeah. Showing that's, your age there. That's it a is. hip reference. Yeah. My goodness. I don't even think Ashley was born when that was when that was <laughs> relevant. Moonwalk it back. So All yesterday right. at the office, Ashley and I sit beside each other, mm-hmm. and we usually bounce ideas around. We brainstorm. I don't know whether the kids still call it that, but we brainstorm. <laughs> so we were talking away, and Ashley was looking for a stat. I just happened to be a wizard at NHL.com and stats. And using the filters. You're really good at technology. I am a genius. Yeah, I know. Nate Ewell, our our boss, taught me well. Because I I took it straight from him, and I am the go-to guy when it comes to that. India Shea, she comes to me. I show her how to do it. Garrett Calloway comes over. I find him a stat. I can break it down. Home, road, whatever. Right hand, left hand shot. Yeah, but yeah. but Nate's busy. Nate's got stuff no, going no, on. No, no, I know. With, without with, without me, yeah. nobody's getting this stuff. So so yesterday, Ashley needs this stat, and I get both sides: home, road. It's awesome. So we go into the show last night. I set her up. I said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, tonight we'll know early on because it's a stat up at the first period mm-hmm. which way the the Golden Knights are going because there's a lot of pressure from Bruce Cassidy. His team's got to be on their game, and uh, we'll look back at uh, at what's happened on the road and can they translate that over to the uh, to the home side of it." <laughs> Ashley says that I'm old. She said, <laughs> "You know, for an old, mm-hmm. ancient, yep." person this story is who, proof who of needs that. a walker to get up to section 117 yeah, yeah, yeah you did a nice job showing me how to work an abacus nice and 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 i took it uh-huh i took it i let her do her thing i called her all, on it at the end all all accurate but that's what happened she called me old yeah, yeah, yeah. on at&t sportsnet right it, how, how did you phrase it i may have may have like a uh, i was 
Paraphrasing. He may have exaggerated there a little bit. Yeah, so, paraphrasing. You know, doesn't sound like I Darren wasn't at all. Necessarily planning on giving him credit for helping <laughs> me, but right before I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Darren credit because he helped me oh. with what I'm about to say on air. So I'm going to give him credit. And you Which know I that deserved. Scott, uh, you start a sentence and you don't always know where it's going. <laughs> Had a little bit of that happen to me last night on air, <laughs> and so I said. Uh, Got to give credit to Darren Millard, uh, helping me look up these stats, uh, showing us younger people how to use the technology. I did say that I was younger with uh-huh. the ER. That yeah. is another, the ER is definitely a important thing there. I wasn't calling myself young, meaning that you weren't young. I was just saying younger, less experienced, less wise. Honestly, it was a slap on myself, really. Right. But uh, anyways, I go along with what I'm going to say. I send it back up to Darren, and throughout the rest of the hit, I knew it was coming. I knew there was no way, and as soon as I sent it back to him, he says, whoa, 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 hold on here. As soon as you said younger, showing the younger people, uh you knew right then and there that you had called me old. So so the, the words Darren Millard is an old guy didn't actually happen, right? It they was, did it. I, you know, it I all... think what they called what I said was a backhanded compliment, which is not something I am proud of, Listen. I will admit. But here's what I was going for. Darren Millard around the office, he always tells all the listeners about Positivity Alley, right? Uh, and yeah. it's Garrett Callaway, India Shea, who honestly, <laughs> the rest of Positivity Alley makes me feel old myself. So mm-hmm. That's true. let me throw that out there. I'm old and, by and that doesn't feel good does well. it that doesn't feel I am good old and not cool by their standards but darren's always the one who's like oh my goodness look at what the iphone can do and mm-hmm. it's something that we've known it could do for like five years Be so it's so funny that he is the one that was showing me how to work the computer i tried to get the joke across it didn't right. quite come across it made for good tv it. in my opinion yeah. but uh i didn't mean it the way it came out. I will say that. As much as I want to play along with it, I didn't mean it. Darren is so hip, so cool. <laughs> he likes to play the not cool. He likes to talk about how his kids think that he's the most uncool person in the world. But none mm-hmm. of that's true. It's mm-hmm. Darren Millar. He's got swagger. Come on. See, no, I was wow. on your side until that last part. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I could I could see that for what it is, Ashley. Well done. Well done. Academy Award stuff there. Beautiful. So this morning, Darren walks in hunched over, can't get words out of his mouth, limping on his way in like he left his walker in the car. I so was late. This is what I, I've been doing today. I was late because my nurse hid my false teeth and, and was mashing my peas. Yeah. Uh, that That's really what happened this morning Why I was late. You could have turned this into a TikTok video to better reach the younger generation, and you just missed your mark there, old yeah, man. Yeah, since, since you're avoiding the, the, the bird <laughs> app now, you, you can... The, uh, the you, tweeter you, thing. Yeah, On you, the you, tweeter you, thing. Yeah. Oh, you you could have definitely gone with an Instagram story or a... Uh... All right. Well, you guys you guys are, are mocking me okay, right Darren, now. Darren, let's okay. let's, let's no. go to uh, a third party on this. <laughs> Ashley? Yes? What did your uh, boyfriend, your, your partner, say about it? My boyfriend immediately took Darren's side. I no. Thank you. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Yeah. Yep. Immediately took Darren's side. Immediately knew that I got myself in trouble. But he did say that it was quality TV. He texted immediately after and said that was hilarious. You know, Darren has talked about radio and TV. It is all a performance. And if it makes for good TV, Darren should be okay with pointing out the obvious. Except you shouldn't be mean. It wasn't me. No, she she tried to make an Thanks. underhanded comment about it was a herself. Joke. Yeah. Thanks for teaching the younger people yeah. how to work technology. Yeah. And here I was thinking I was gonna be on your side, Darren. You're really, no you're way really you over exaggerated. She called this. me a fossil. No, she didn't. <laughs> but you are a fossil. She actually I mean, didn't she... directly say anything about you. Unbelievable. Directly. Did you I will say you guys were talking about Nate Yule, our boss as well. And he is on Darren's side as well. He said he already got a call from our human resources department. So that's going to be a problem. So, yeah. Ryan, da- I'm if you sure. need anyone for the pregame show coming up, you might have to hit up Dave and Shane a little bit more frequently because I might have one foot out the door thanks to all of this. I'm pretty sure the, uh, the, the, the text that originated from HR originated from Darren's phone. Ageism and elder abuse. That's what we're dealing with. Uh, that's uh, that's right hysterical. Now. Hey, uh, he wouldn't be able to figure out how to make that come through, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he, wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to figure that out. Hey, my pigeon's really good. <laughs> it, it can it can get you a message and come back to its home. It's it's fine. Hey, what did you uh, what did you do this afternoon? Because it was pretty cool. This afternoon, I went to UNC uh, Hospital. Went to the children's wing of the hospital where. Uh, gosh, I don't even know the total number of Golden Knights players were there, but 10 to 12 players were there visiting kids. Uh, there was another hospital visit uh, late last week on Friday, um, and it was just such an eye-opening thing. I, we're here joking around, but really puts everything yeah. into perspective. Um, you know, the holidays, it's a time where we like to, you know, be positive and wear sweaters on air and joke around like we are right now but it is a tough time for a lot of people so uh to be there and to watch the golden knights go and make the days of families of kids who are going through it right now um it's really really special and really puts things into perspective it must mean uh a little bit more tug at the heartstrings uh, a touch further than other years with all the new dads around yeah i think so for sure chandler stevenson was one of the players that was there today um <laughs> You know, and I also think, you know, the situation that Alex Petrangelo just went through. Right. Um, I think that, you know, changes everyone's perspective on things, too. It makes everyone realize, you know, that it could be you at any given moment that's in that situation. And on top of that, uh, the fact that they haven't been able to do this in a few years because of COVID. Uh, this is something that the players take um, a lot of pride in having the chance to do. Uh, so, you know, it, it's good to have it back. It's not, you know, good that there's people in the situations that they need to be lifted up like this. That's the unfortunate part of all of it, but definitely good for the Golden Knights to get out there, especially in the stretch of hockey. Like we've talked about the schedule over and over and how difficult the schedule has been. And, you know, it seems like even you and I, Darren, all we talk about is hockey right now, despite everything else going on in the world. So good for them to, you know, get a break, get a, you know, Refresher that there's more to life than what's happening at the rink. Oh, we, we talk about cookies, too. Ashley brought cookies to work this week. Oh, nice. Soft yeah. cookies. Yeah, soft for my for my gums because sure. I had my, <laughs> I forgot my teeth right. at home. Right. And, uh, and even Bruce Cassidy mentioned that the cookies were good at wow. the end of his media availability yesterday. That's how good the cookies were. And, and that uh, description of the hospital visit uh, that took place today and, and last week, that has inspired me, Ashley. 
to 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 be the bigger person. Oh, and I, know, I appreciate that. And I know that we've had our differences. And uh, this is on the heels of India Shea not bringing me brownies when I asked for them. Uh, and I've been a bit of a Scrooge around the office lately. I've got this tiny violin and, if you'd like to play it. And, That's a good point. I could have stolen your ice cream, and that would have been way worse. <laughs> yeah, that was... that was. India stole your ice cream, and that would have been way worse than anything I could have said. That was bad, but it wasn't on live television. It was just in the office. It was terrible that she did that. Hmm. But I'm going to be the bigger person. And you've inspired me, uh, Ashley. And uh, and tomorrow we start square one. You, me, Garrett, uh, Gordon. Uh, I'm still on the fence with India because of the ice cream. But I'll do my best. Uh, I am going to adopt your positivity. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's It's the season of giving. And I appreciate that. I hope I'm on the nice list now. Darren Millard's nice list, but or at you, least in between, just not on the <laughs> naughty list. Yeah, you, uh, hey, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I'm Ashley, old. Ashley, you did nothing wrong. No, I'm old. I can't remember. Like, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's enough for me to remember that she's not in the naughty list to, to, to put her all the way over. Who knows what I'll? Hey, you just forgot that. Yeah, huh? forgot. Oh, right over boy. me. Um, you're the best. Thanks for uh, thanks for having some fun with us today. Yes, and if I know you guys have a timeline to work on, breaks to get to, but I do have to say. In all seriousness, not to make it serious at the end of what was a very fun segment, but Darren Millard, we are joking about his age, but his experience, his wisdom every way uh, that he helps me seriously each and every day. He's the best mentor and could not be more thankful for you, Darren. Thank you, Ashley. I tell people around here every day about that. So it's nice to hear from somebody else. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Bye, guys. See you, Darren. I'll see you on Be Real. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I can't. Wait. That's very hip of you. Very Thank young. you. Thank you. I know. I've been uh, trying to get these guys to get on it, uh, for a while. Uh, there's Ashley Weiss, uh, uh, our host of Nightlife and of uh, the AT&T Sportsnet broadcasts and does such an amazing job. She's the most talented person when it comes to asking questions mm-hmm. in in uh, those uh, walk-off and uh, pre-game and post-game interviews. Uh, I could never do that. And she just thinks on the fly. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All over the place. I no. thought that the thing that she did on Nightlife with Alec Martinez so good was so cool. Like and and how then went genu- out to his town. Well, how genuinely excited Alec was when he went into the gift shop. Yeah, that was so cool. Like that was one of the, and and she did an amazing job with that. Like trying, I, it was fantastic. I'm trying to get uh, Martinez a sweater from the Argentina keeper. I want one of those <laughs> with Martinez twenty three. <laughs> that is cool, isn't it? That guy that guy should have been the MVP of that final, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But uh but then I was all over it and then when he walked across the stage with his uh golden glove, I'm like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I might just I might just pass on the uh, uh, someone, on that someone particular got a tattoo guy. of that already. Seriously? Yes. Oh my goodness. In the break. Yeah. You don't know what we're talking about, Ryan, and shame <laughs> on you for not knowing what we're talking about because no, the no. whole world was. You, but you, it was it was uh, unique. Let's no, no, just no. put it that way. I watched. I didn't watch the game, but I saw some of the fun stuff that happened after. Yeah, that was uh, that was strange. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll set up hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Bruce Cassidy uh, spoke today on the heels of last night's uh, close encounter against the Buffalo Sabres and a little bit on what to expect against the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 
the dancing dreidels? I sure did. It was awesome. I got a picture with them oh, did you? by the elevator oh. and, and a little bit of video. It was fun. I'm bummed. You should have sent them my way. Yeah, it was. It was. I was just coming back from uh, upstairs, uh, grabbing yeah. a coffee, yeah. and they were waiting by the elevator, and we. Yeah. It was. It was outstanding. Dancing dreidels. I was on my way up to the press box, Beautiful. and there were a couple of Chicago Wolves players, or Chicago Wolves, HSK players. They were talking about the Wolves. I'm sorry, but some HSK guys in the elevator with me, and. Uh, we stopped on the third floor, and the doors opened, and there were the dancing dreidels, and they started dancing and singing Hanukkah songs, and it was pretty cool. It was fun. Was fun guys. We should get them in studio. Heck that, yeah, we should. Be yeah, we yeah. awesome. They wanted to come on the post-game show, but we don't have a lot of room behind us. Yeah. Uh, for dan- like the blue men were like they were all over. They were leaning they were just, in and yeah, but in, there wasn't dancing. Yeah. If if you're dancing back there, I was worried that somebody might tip over because. We tend to get a little bit uh, goofy at times. Well, if they would, and I didn't want over, to get anybody hurt. I'm just saying, if they would have tipped over, you either would have gotten all of the gelt or half of the gelt. Do you or, know what yeah, that is? None of the gelt. No, no that's or a you would have had to put one in. Chocolate covered uh, yeah, chocolate or, coins. Yeah, I uh, I was also a little bit concerned because I wasn't sure at that point what the game was going to be like. Because in the first period, and I mm. thought, well, if it's a good game, that's good. But I didn't want to bench them if it was a bad game because uh, I didn't want. Everybody like why, why is everybody all happy we'd lost? So I get a little bit hesitant about post game appearances. Ah, During always, the game I would always lean into dreidels. During the game, all bets are off. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fire it up. Yeah. Like Ashley, she can come on anytime now. They were best buddies. Hour number two is coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.